Today's daf is daf kuf. We're holding at the Mishnah at the bottom, Tzadik Testament days. So just as introduction to the Mishnah, we learned yesterday that although in regular transactions, other than real estate, there is a din of onah, it's price gouging, that could either be the seller gouging the buyer or the buyer gouging the seller, and there's usually three levels, meaning anything that is less than a sixth, so it could be an overcharge or an undercharge of less than a sixth, we assume usually there's mechila, that it's... Uh, the difference in terms of market price is not that significant, and therefore the, either the buyer or the seller is mochal, and the sale goes through without any repercussions. If it's exactly a six, the halacha about price gouging is that either a, a six over or a six under the market price, either the buyer or the seller can renege, not renege, can, can demand the payment of the overcharge or the undercharge. If it is more than a six over or under the market price, then that is a mekach ta'us. They can actually nix the entire sale. Let's use, we learn from Benzia, please God, we'll get to it. But we learned yesterday that when it comes to an agent who represents the seller, as part of his agency, he needs to do something that is in the benefit of the seller. And there's no wiggle room. If he deviates from the market price, it's considered to be an abrogation of the agency. So irrespective, is it a six, is it less than a six, he's abrogated the agency and therefore the seller can basically say no sale because I sent you to do something for my benefit, not something that's going to harm me. That is the, that was the uh, takeaway from yesterday. Today we're going to be dealing with what happens if the price deviation was created by Beisdin, right? Now, Beisdin, on one hand, they are considered to be an agent of, let's say, in terms of what they're selling for the Yosomi or the estate. There is a concept of them functioning as agents, but we're going to see it doesn't have the same halacha as agents because there is also a concept of maintaining the integrity of a decision of Beisdin. And that comes into play here as well. So let's lead, let's see the Mishnah. So the Mishnah. Shuma Dayonim, an assessment that was made by the courts, that if the amount that was, uh, the deviation was a six, either above market price or below market price or above market price, Mechran bottle, it negates the sale. Alright? There, even though by regular laws of Ongno, it does not, but here it negates the sale. But the implication is, if the deviation was less than a six above or below, that would not be a negation of the sale. But at a six, it does negate the sale. Now, just as a side point over here, assuming, let's say, they are selling on behalf of the orphans, right? They're selling a property because they want to, they want to pay off the, uh, an IOU or a ksuva for an orphan. I understand why the orphans would want a negation of a sale if what they did was undersold the property a six. But why should that create a mecca bottle where they actually got more 
over, uh, above the market price is six. So that already, the Mepharshim speak out, there's a swara that it's not fair to just rule in, on, for, on one way and not rule the other way. If you're already going to make it a, a mecca bottle for the benefit of the orphans, then also the buyers could claim, should be able to claim the same thing. Now. This is it exactly at this. At the six. At the six. Whereas Might as well, let's say we would let it go. Without, without the base, then you can just reconcile with the, the buyer and seller could reconcile. The That's price. what the normal would have, right. Now, Roshimon Gamlil, Gamlil says, even at a six, we're going to see even more than a six, he holds that maintaining the integrity of base is so important that even if there's been a price deviation of a six or even more, we'll see where there's a cap, but there, because Imkain Makov based in Yafa, because then how are you pre- uh, presenting a, an image of the integrity of based in? If you're going to say, oh, you know what, they made a mistake and we can uh, undo the based in. So he holds that the, an assessment of based in has to be stuck with and the sale is, is binding even a six or even more. Avalim also Igeras Bikoris Benehem. However, even though the Chachamim disagreed with Roshim Gamliel, where it's a six, and for sure where it's more than a six, they are willing to pull the plug on a sale, even if it was made by Beistin. If this was a sale that was done with, remember we talked about that there was, in some, uh, under certain circumstances, they would make an announcement for 30 days, put it up and get the best bid and whatever it is. Let's say that was done, and therefore a document, is called a document of inspection, meaning a document that says we, uh, we, we made the announcements and this is the best price we got based on what people came and pledged, right? People came and, 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 and offered. So in such a case, whether they would be sell something worth 100 for 200, something worth 200 sold only at 100, it, in such a case, there we will agree with the Rav Gamliel that there you don't pull the plug on such a sale. Because at the end of the day, it wasn't just a mistake in assessment. At the end of the day, bottom line is the numbers that we came up with were predicated upon what? On the fact that when that's I, the best we got the after 30 days. That's the best we got. So in such a case, that's, in such a case, that's binding and the sale does not, uh, is not undermined. Okay. Now, the, the, so, so we learned, yesterday we learned about if the, uh, if the, if the sale is, is being made by an, an, an agent for the, uh, for, 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 uh, the Almona, right? And, uh, and yeah, we talked about if the sale is being made by the based in. The Gemara says, Ibayil hu shliach What's the status of a shliach? Now, Rashi doesn't really explain well. Rashi, Rashi just says, basically, if a shliach makes a mistake, does he have the same status as the judges? Or does he have the same status of the almona? Because we learned yesterday, we know, let's say we didn't deal with a shliach, we dealt with an almona. The almona takes it upon herself to go and sell a piece of property, so then she's functioning as an agent for the yisomim, and therefore any deviation ruins the sale. That's what we learned yesterday. Today we're learning about a base bin. Now, we're asked, what about an agent? So the Russians know who, agent for who? So the Rebbeinu Tam says it doesn't make sense to say that it's an agent for a regular person. I mean, that, that would, because that would already be the same thing as the Almana. That's for sure no different. He says, what if it's an agent of Beistin? He understands that let's say it wasn't the Beistin itself in Beistin making the assessment and doing the sale. They gave it into the hands of an individual and the individual was the one that created the, uh, 
deviation from the market price. What is the status? And basically the two stratum are going to be, do we give him the same status as a functionary of based in? Well, if he's a functionary based in, so therefore, there could be the, that the halach would be the court of Chachamim. If he made a mistake as, at a stus, it would be wiped out. According to Shimon Gamaliel, it would not be problematic. Or do we say is that no, that's considered to be like the almana. And the almana, any deviation is an abrogation of the agency, and therefore, it would be nullification. But again, what the Rabbeinu Tam is pointing out, which Rashi didn't say, is there so much specifically a shliach of based in. That's what it's re- referencing over here. See, boy, lo shliach, come on. Bnei Shiva has a function. The shliach, what's the status of shliach? So, Rabbi Amar of Nachman, he said, the shliach is kedayonin, has the same status as the judges, which makes sense. He's the agent of the judges. That makes sense. He's an extension of the judges. And therefore, the halacha follows like the judges making a mistake. Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Amar of Nachman, he said, Rav Nachman actually said something else. It's called a din of Kalmona. So Rava Amar Rav Nachman Shlicha Dayanim. So Rava explains what's shot that Rav Nachman held the Shlicha Dayanim. Ma Dayanim Lav did he do? Because there is a difference when Almona is selling. At the end of the day, Almona is selling for Ksuva. There's, there's, there's home cooking here. She's selling it for what purpose? She's selling it because she wants to pay off Ksuva. So therefore, there is a little bit of a doubt that she do. The, a, a, her, do she's not going to hurt herself. What's that? But no, but no, but, but, but care. she's willing to sell off a property that might be worth more just as long as she can take home the money and because she's paying off herself. Based in, are not doing it for themselves. The agent is also not doing it for himself. If anything, maybe we should give the same status of the agent like the based in because it's not, they're not, he's not doing it for himself. He's not doing it for himself. Which is the exclusion of what we learned yesterday by the Almona to Lidida that we are, she is doing it for herself. When he holds it to why? Because my Almona Yechida, the problem with Almona is that there's not enough eyes involved. She's doing it for herself. And therefore, when you do it for yourself, there's more subject to making mistakes. But in Basin, you don't have that because you have a number of people involved. Now, an agent who's doing a trustee, who's doing it on, he's more similar to the situation of... Basin. No, no, because he's doing it again on his own. He was entrusted... Oh, I thought you'd be more careful to make no, sure... No, no, because it's still only one, one... It's entrusted in the hands one of person. one person. Okay. So, absolutely, to rob him, because you have multiple people involved. So, those are the two stardom of the Shiloh. The halacha is like the version that holds the shliach is considered like uh, like an almana, and therefore, just as the almana, any deviation abrogates her agency. So, to by a shliach, any deviation is abrogating the base, and we do not give her any type of benefit up to a six, or according to Shem Gamli, even more. It's not viewed as a functionary of base, and it's viewed as the same status as the almana. So, what I said like this: Lachora, you're telling me. Therefore, actually, we're being very strict with an agent. That's what we tell them. We're being strict with the agent. So why is it like this? Why is it different than what we learned yesterday? We had a Mishnah. We quoted that. We know that normally, the laws of Truma are any amount that you give to the Kohen fulfills your obligation. Came along with the Chachamim, and the Chachamim actually gave three levels. The average person should give 2%, which is 150th. The more miserly person can get away with giving one sixtieth, and if you are more magnanimous, you give one fortieth. Now, when you make an agent and say go take truma, and you did not instruct him at what level to give, 
So the rule is that he should make his own assessment based on what he he, he views your, your 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 nature to be, and that's what he should go ahead and do. Now, if in fact the rule is that if in fact he uh, perceives you to be someone that generally is not the level that you would have given at. But the halacha is that within the boundaries of between 140 and 160, we say it's okay. Even though there's been a deviation. Here we're learning is that a shliach has the same status as the almona, that any type of deviation abrogates the sale, right? So why over there is there more flexibility that you can give it at 140, you can give it 160, it doesn't matter even if you're off in terms of your perception of what that person is uh, that's the question? A person told his aide say Go ahead and take truma term He should take truma based on the, the disposition of that as he perceives it of the balabais. And let's say he's not familiar that much with the balabais, then he can't go wrong if he does Torah and the Venus one fifty. Now. Um, if he went, according to Rashi, in the numbers, he went to 140, he means he made the numbers less, instead of 150, 140, or he went to more, it's 160, it's the other way around, Pichas, that's less, either way, uh, uh, to, since it is not out of the realm of the Ikabatorim Ba'ayin Yafa the Ikabatorim Ba'ayin Yafa since some people are more miserly and some people are, are more magnanimous it's not considered to be enough of a deviation to abrogate the uh, the, the transaction or the, the separation and it's considered to be a good truma. so uh uh, I'm sorry, uh, that's part of the you answer already. That's already. Uh, 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 no, so, sorry. Uh, uh, so therefore, a truma truma. Oh, a truma But that's the question. But we do. We give you this latitude there. We give some flexibility. Yet, and here we're saying that an agent is like an almona where there's no there's no flexibility. I skipped it on. What is like this? Also, the difference is over there because you did not tell the person what to do. So by you not telling the person, basically, you're saying is. I'm leaving it up to you to determine what you perceive my disposition to be. Now, people have disposition is not something that's clear cut, black and white. Different people have different perspectives and perceptions as to what person's disposition is. And since you do not instruct them clearly, you are leaving the wiggle room that the way he perceives you, if he perceives you as being magnanimous, or he perceives you as being uh, more, uh, 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 more of a, a miserly, that, and therefore that's not considered to be problematic in terms of he did something that I'm not instructing to do. He actually did what you instructed to do. You did, by not giving him the amount, what did you instruct him? I'm relying on you to go ahead and make the assessment. That's basically what we have. So it's awesome. Came with the Ika, since there are determined the Ain for people that are more, uh, the Ain Ra, we're more miserly. The Ika determined the Ain Yaf and the people that are more magnanimous. And the agent is able to say, well, this is the way I assessed you, this is the way I perceive you. But over here, where the agent, or in the, like the case of the Amona, made a mistake in the market value, there you have a right to say, one second, 
I expected you to do something on my behalf, get the market value right. I didn't expect you to go ahead and make a mistake in the market value. So there it's an abrogation of the agency, whereas over here it is not considered There's to be... a marker that you the target everyone's aware that you're trying to hit, in this case. Well, yeah, right. Within, 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 within the range. Right, that's the point. So, uh, but, uh, 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 so therefore, but in a case where it's in the case of truma, right? I'm not the case of truma. In the case of, of an agent, right? He says to Usahu, you made a mistake. So Amalei loy bayelet. Let me tell you, the seller has a right to tell the agent that uh, you, you, that you were not given the latitude to make mistakes. That's not something that is expectation. The expectation, you take on a job, you're going to do it correctly, and therefore, there is an abrogation of the agency in such a situation. Fine. Let's go back to it. So, according to this version, Rav Nachman basically said, the halacha is like the Chachamim, and that up to a point, we're going to allow it to go by with based in, but when based in make a mistake that is either one-sixth above market price or one-sixth below market price, that's the threshold that we're going to negate the sale. Even though there is a swara, I, you're making based in look bad. Chachamim say, we don't go with that swara, right? You don't say, imkei makoch, based in yafa. At that point, threshold's been crossed, and we negate the sale. So now, this is the way Rav Nachman ruled. So Gemara wants to know, the fact that Rav Nachman's ruling like the Chachamim, and not like Rav Shimon ben Gamliel, implies that he doesn't hold of the swara of Rav Shimon ben Gamliel. Rav Shimon ben Gamliel's swara was, he can't make based in look bad. That was, he says, how you can't uh, undermine the integrity of a ruling of Beistin, right? So Gemara says as follows, He doesn't hold of the Svara that you can't make the integrity, weaken the integrity of Beistin. I we see another ruling of Rav Nachman, which implies that he does hold of that you say you cannot undermine the integrity of Beistin. Where do we see this? He said like this, Case was that there was an estate to be divided, and they were dealing with the trustee was dealing with minors. All right, so I guess what it goes to probate, whatever goes. The estate divided it up, and then when these minors became adults, right? Do they have a chair? A, 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 do they have a right to come back and saying, "Yes, hey, you guys did something for us when we weren't of uh, legal majority. We did not have the mindset to challenge." But now we're challenging, and do they have a right to ask for a new distribution of the assets, right? That's the question. So it says, that if the Yisomim come to divide up the assets of their father, based in my middle and Apotropos, the based in a point, and Apotropos is a point appointed trustee, Right, and he chooses in his eyes what is the best portion for them. But but when they become adults, so uh, that so this is Rab Nachman ruled in the name of Shmuel. So Shmuel's position was they can pay. Let's go back to the drawing board when they become adults. Rav Nachman himself said, Rav Nachman the ones that become adults they cannot ask for a redistribution. Why? Because you're undermining the 
uh, the integrity of basins. You see, Rav Nachman holds of that svara that in came Akav Beis So therefore, if he holds, you have to. Then how come here is passing like the Chachamim that at a six it's considered to be Mekav Bottle? Why doesn't he hold like Rav Shimon Gamliel that you hold the svara in came Akav Beis in Yafe? So why is it like Kasha? There's no difficulty. Why? Because there's a difference in the case of the six. There was a mistake made. So he says, when there's a mistake made, we're going to hold Beistin responsible. We don't say a svara of Imke Makach based in Yafa. In the case of where it was distributed, that's no, we're not talking about a mistake was made. It happens to be that the trustee felt you would like this piece of property. The fact they're coming back and saying, no, we like that piece of property, that's not me, that wasn't a mistake. A Therefore, there we don't say Imke Makach based in Yafa. Correct. It's more, it's more of an, a, based on perspective, a perception, but it's not based on a mistake being made. Where it says, Hadato, Hadalito, in one case it was a mistake, one was no mistake. Where it says, one second, then how do you understand the Tanakhama? If there wasn't a real mistake made, then how does the Tanakhama come back and allow the Yisomim to say, let's distrib- redistribute? What do they have, what, what, on what legs do they have to stand to say that we're going to override what the, uh, that the trustee did and do it again? says, if it's a low tide, then how can they protest? Where's the Baruchas? What they're complaining is like this, is that they have other property. Let's say there was uh, assets on the east side of the city, on the west side of the city, and the trustee felt the assets on the east side are, are, are a better uh, quality or whatever it is, and he chose that for the trustee, for the, for the uh, Yosomim. What they come back and say is, but we own assets on the west side of the city, it would have been better for us if you would have chosen the estate to be divided where we already have free existing assets. Now that's not a mistake per se, but it is something that you can understand where they're coming from, saying is that we want a redistribution because we would rather the estate be divided up where we already have pre-existing. But that's what, that was the argument over there. Can they or can they not? But that kind of a situation, Rav Nachman ruled it's not a clear-cut mistake and we don't allow for an abrogate, uh, for a, 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 a undermining of a ruling of basting. Whereas in, uh, in, in our case, where there was a deviation of a six above or below marketplace, there's grounds for asking for the base team to, to do it again. All right. He also didn't he came from Eretz Yisrael. Amar, he said like this, my saw, there was a situation that happened for us, the Rebbe Gedira Chachamim, that basically Rebbe's initial ruling was like the Chachamim, and he made the base in uh, 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 change a ruling because they had been uh, they had deviated by a six and he said that the sale is negated based on the mistake of Beistin. So Amar Lefonov. So uh, there was another Chacham at the time. His name was Parta. Noshal Rabbi ben Parta, who was the son of Rabbi ben Parta, who was the ben who was the grandson of Rabbi Parta Hagadol, and he basically answered, he argued Rabbi Shimon Gamliel's argument. He said, by doing that, im based in you're undermining the integrity of Basin. Basin ruled already, irrespective of whether or not it was a deviation of a six or not, doesn't matter, but you've got to stick with the ruling of Basin. The Hipsi Rebbe is a Maisa. Rebbe heard that and Rebbe said, you're right, and we have to take into account the ruling of Hashim Gamliel. And he basically, it's interesting, because he, 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 he uh, overrode himself and he said, let's stick with the base, his initial ruling, and not go with 
my requirement that they negate the sale. Alright? Now, Rabdimi Masni Hakidu, that was the version of Rabdimi. So in Rabdimi's story, actually it took place. There was a sale, came along Rebbe, and he, uh, he, uh, canceled the sale. And then he overrode it, and he said, we gotta go back to the sale being intact. Rab Safra Masni Rab Safra had a different version of the story. He learned Maisel Bikesh Rebbe Lassus Kevdi that it wasn't that Rebbe actually negated the sale. He wanted to do it. He was questioning whether it should be done or not. But the sale really remained intact. According to the first version, they actually, Rebbe came along and negated the sale and then changed his mind. According to this version, Rebbe was considering negating the sale. And on that, Amr Lafana Parta Banoshil Rabbi Lazar Ben Parta Ben Banoshil Rabbi Parta Gadol, and he asked him, made Rishon Gamliel's argument, and came out of based in Yafer. How are you making the? How are you maintaining the integrity of based in? And lo asa Rebbe es amaisa. But Rebbe did not actually follow through. He heard, and therefore he reconsidered and did not actually follow through. So the one who wants to know is these two versions of the story are they actually having a halachic dispute? Is there a practical argument going on here? Then it could either be that, well, that's just the story the way it happened, or maybe they actually argue. Now, let's remember, according to the first version, Rebbe actually overrode the, uh, the, the, the ruling of Dazed and, 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 and then he changed his mind to a whole like Rabbi Shimon Gil. According to the second version, Rebbe never got to that point. He was considering it in theory, but then he basically accepted at the end Rabbi Shimon Gamliel. So one says like this: It would appear that the uh, version of Rav Dimi and the uh, version of Rav Safra are actually arguing about an, a, a point. What are they arguing about? There is a uh, a rule that, let's say, a judge makes a mistake that is so blatant, it's like a clear Mishnah, Talbot Bar Mishnah. There's a clear Mishnahic teaching that he just blew, he missed completely. He didn't see the, get, he didn't get the clear Mishnahic teaching. So the question is, what do you do in such a situation? So there is a position that, say, that we're going to see that holds, that if you are supposed to be a Dayan, a judge, you better know all of the clear Mishnahists. And if you made a mistake in a Dvar Mishnah, it's, you are not functioning as a judge. The ruling is negated because you cannot be a judge who missed such a... So that action was not an action of a judge and therefore the ruling is, 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 uh, uh, is, is uh, negated completely, right? And therefore whatever you ruled is, is negated. Right? On the other hand, if it's something that's not based on a clear-cut black and white ruling that you missed, it's more of an assessment, a judgment, and you made a mistake, in such a case, the ruling goes through, but if it caused financial harm to somebody, and you made a mistake, you would have to pay him out of pocket. So there's a difference. So one is, you're functioning as a judge, and, and it's, if it's an assessment or a mistake, then, and, and, but it's not a Dvar Mishnah, we understand you made a mistake, pay the guy out of pocket. Where it's so clear, we can't say you functioned as a judge. We, right, that's, that, so that's the, the issue now. The question is like this. Maybe that's what they're arguing about here. The Gemara holds right now is that even though it was a machlokas between the Chacham and Rav Shimon Gamliel, Rav Shimon Gamliel gave such a compelling reason. He says, at a, even at a six, 
you cannot wipe out the sale. Why? He gave a compelling reason. What was his reason? Because that you are undermining the integrity of Basin. So therefore, it could be we view that as like a black and white Mishnah. We view that, that if you go against the Shem you have now blew against the black. Maybe that's what they're arguing about, whether or not that rule applies, and then that you undermine the sale. So it means like this. That one opinion holds that if you made a mistake in a Dvar Mishnah, you have to, uh, you, you, it, 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 what you just did gets, gets, uh, uh, is, is, is thrown out. Alright? Now, if that's the case, alright, now, uh, who made the mistake in the Dvar Mishnah over here, right? Rebbe, Lechora, what, what, what did Rebbe say? Re, uh, Rebbe went and he overruled. And he said that what? The halacha follows the uh, Chachamim, right? What was, it, what was the case over there, right? Remember what happened over there. Let's go through it later. Uh, that Rebbe basically, first they ruled like the Chachamim. Now ruling like the Chachamim, if he actually did it, he was told with Bar Mishnah. He basically went and made a, uh, he made a ruling that was against, the, you know, if it actually happened. Now if you hold that that's considered to be a, a not a valid ruling because you went against the Mishnah, we understand. So he went back and said, okay, I made a mistake. Let's go back to the original ruling. That's because if it's a Torah Bar Mishnah, it's Choser, it goes back. But, Omar Sava ain't a Choser. No, it's true, he shouldn't have made that mistake. But once he went and made that mistake, then it's compelling and it's binding, and you would not go back from it. Therefore, the second version held that if Rebbe changed his mind, it must have been only in the theory stage. It did not actually go through. Because if it actually went through, then what? The, uh, no, even though it's going against the other mission, but if it actually went through, it would not re, uh, he would not negate the, the, the ruling. So therefore, it must be it was only in consideration, it wasn't as. So, so that's the one I want to say, that perhaps they both are arguing about this principle, whether it be Tobitvar Mishnah, do we say it's Chos or it's not Chos? Someone says like this, Loy, that's not correct. Everyone agrees with that principle. If you as a judge made a mistake about a compelling Mishnah and you should have known better and that's a, everybody agrees that it would be case for uh, for for the, the the overruling of that of that sock. But the but just a practical way, they're not each one is quoting the version of the story the way they heard it, but it's not there's no necessarily machlokus in principle going on over here. Okay. Let's go back to it. Now, the next couple of lines we already had earlier, uh, few ago. Alright, this we had, uh, 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 on, on Sari Vov, uh, four blad ago, Sari Sain, three blad ago, we said like this, is that if an almona selling an, an, uh, an asset of the estate, Sri Rashi over here learns, in order to, uh, support, uh, her, her, for food, or, uh, or, uh, so it's an estate uh, for food or for the daughters, uh, for the food, right, uh, right, the other states going for ksuva, but either way, if she sold it, she, the, a sale of that nature, generally, a documented sale, would have in it an insurance clause. Now what's the insurance clause state? That if any creditor of the estate come and take it away, now who's insuring that? 
who the, the one who's doing the sale is the almana. But who's ensuring that it gets taken away? It has to be replaced. The, 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 the estate. Because there, it, it's being done to pay up their responsibility to her. So therefore, it's understood they are the ones insuring. The guy can't come, you sold it to me, you pay me back. No. That's what saying. So I'll mal to the zina that made a sale. Achrayas ayasmi, the achrayas, the insurance is on the yasomin. Similarly, based in the zavin, when a based in makes the sale, again, the the same thing. They're selling assets of the estate in order to satisfy some kind of debt that the estate has. Achrayas ayasmi, again, it's on the estate through insurance, but they're not done on the based in themselves. It seems to be very obvious. This is not something that you would have thought be any different. What's the novelty of this ruling? For sure you're right. The case of Almana, who else is going to take insurance? That's for sure. The only reason brought the Almana is the Chiddush is in the other case. He says, uh, the novelty is really on the fact, on the base thing. Now let me explain to you outside how Rashi learns this. This is a very interesting thing. Is usually any documented sale of real estate, any documented sale of real estate, even if it does not say that you are putting in insurance in the document, it's automatically assumed, the fact I took the time to document this, I am only purchasing this because you are offering me, what do they call that? Is it a, not, ti- clear, not title insurance. Title. It's, what's that? It, it has clear free and title. Right. Yeah. Meaning, and if, and if, in fact, there is, I can go back to you and take right. it, right? If I, if I, if it's an as-is sale and you document, you write in there that, listen, do your due diligence because buyer beware, then that's a, that's a different understanding. Now, the Gemara is going to say there is a sorrow. When something is sold and based in, it is automatically well publicized. People know, it's like a, 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 a courthouse sale, everybody knows about it. Now, there is a svara to say it's like this, is the buyer understands that I, by doing it and based in, it's going to be well publicized, and if there's anybody out there that's going to challenge Right? What'll happen? Because everybody's going to find out about it. So anybody within a, the, the area that has actually a lien or a claim on that property will show up. Why? It's been because it's being announced, it's very, it's well publicized. And therefore, he might, you might have thought he's willing to take this as an as is. Without having, in, being insured. Why? Because in his mind, it's covered. So unless he writes in the document, this is an insured sale, the assumption might be that it's not insured. Why? Because it was publicized. So therefore, you might think that if it gets taken away, the novelty over here, if it gets taken away from the buyer, that he can go back and collect from the estate, but not the novelty that it can't go to Basin. Of course it can't go to Basin, but the novelty was since it was sold in Basin, you might think it's done without insurance, because it wasn't written in the document. Kamash Malan, you don't have to write in the document. Unless what's written in the document is as is, you automatically assume that there's going to be insurance. That's the novelty over here. So one is like this, Ki uh Beidin, the novelty over here is on the, that, that, that the sale of based in that it's insured by the, the estate. Because you could have argued, called the Zabna Beidina, any time a person sells in, uh, uh, in based in, 
his intent is that it should be publicized, that he can deal with right now any issues that might arise from that sale. People would show up right now, right? Hold, forever hold your peace type of thing. Show up right now. So therefore, the, the, the maple who desire, that's why he's selling it in Basin. And therefore, it would not be viewed as a insured Property, Kamash Malan, that's a bad spoiler, we it don't go with it. Insured. It's insured, even if it doesn't say insurance. Unless it says it's not insured, you know, it's right. Okay. Let's go back to it. We said as follows. Rav Shimon Gamil said that the Svara, there's a logic that the integrity of Beistin uh, has to be maintained, and even if there is a mistake made in the assessment, it still does not void the sale. Someone says, well, what, is there a threshold? I mean, what's the boundary? How much of a mistake can be made on a piece of real estate to allow the sale still to go through, right? I mean, there's, there must be some point where it's like just outrageous. Someone says, at kama, so I'm Rav Huna Bar Yehuda, I'm Rav Shesh, at Palga. Up to a, uh, it, it's actually 50%, but it's a, it's, a it's a 100% deviation. Right? Means like this. Let's say it's, it's, it's 100 and you sold it at 200. I mean, it was 200 and you sold it at 100. That's half, but that's 100 mistake, 100% under its market value. So, what it says like this. Up to a half. Tanya Namiyakin, we have a price that says this explicitly. That's from Shimon Gamil Shita. Amrav Shimon Gamil, based in Shemak or Shav Masayim Ramona. They sold 200 for 100. Or Shav Ramona, the Masayim, or they sold 100 for 200. Mechran Kayim, the sale still in, uh, is intact. But you see that above that threshold, if it was more than 100% markup, then already that's a Mechach Taos. Now, Amrav Memra, Mishmed Rav Yosef, based in Shemak or that let's say Beistin sold an asset that you know, was needed to be sold by, from the estate, right? And it was done without going through the 30-day announcement process. Now, that's to protect the orphans. That's why they do it. But they didn't do it. They did a fast track, right? Beistin fast tracked it. Not the Mishnah Tavadvar Mishnah. That's as if you're making a mistake in a black and white Mishnah on a, something that is a clear-cut Mishnah, and we just learned that he basically makes a mistake in something that is Mamasha, Halokh of Sukkah, that's a black and white uh, ruling in a Mishnah. What's the Halokh over there? So then, it's, 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 it voids it. It's voided. Right. So it's as, it's as if. So one wants to know why you're saying it's as if. It is. <laughs> there is a Mishnah, you have to do a 30-day assessment. So why are you saying it's as if they made a mistake in a, in a, in a, bl- a blatant mistake of a Mishnah? It is a blatant mistake of a Mishnah, not just as if. It's more it said like this. So again, let's see. It's and it's voided. What is Nasu? What do you mean it's as if? Vadai told. It's for, for sure. It's not as if. It's, it's a clear uh, blatant viola, uh, 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 mistake in uh, something in the Mishnah. It's not as we learned in the Mishnah. There's a Mishnah in Erechin. Shuma Yosomi, when you assess property that has to be sold, that belongs to the estate, to the orphans. You have to give at least lotion, you know, 30 days of announcement. Shum Hegdash, when you're selling property that belongs to Hegdash to get the best possible price, you have to give 60 days for it. Shishim Yom. It's twice daily, once in the morning, once in the evening, so you hit everybody, get the best market price. So the Chorah, it's clear. So if the Basin did not do the assessment, it's a mistake, and it's a mistake that's voided. Why is it as if it's a Talbot Var Mishnah? It is a Talbot Var Mishnah. Someone says like this, Imahi, if you only had that Mishnah in Erechin, Hava Mina Hanamini Shliach, maybe you would think that you need to do the assessment of, of, of 30 days, and if you don't do the assessment of 30 days, 
that's that's a abrogation. That's if it's done by an agent of basting. Because again, it's easier to void something done by the agent, by an individual, than when the basting themselves do it. So you might have thought, when do you void it if you don't have the 30 days? That's when it's done with an agent. But the basting themselves may be, even if they didn't wait the 30 days, would consider to be valid. The Chiddush over here is that no. Even based in themselves, it's not just about an agent. It's as if they have violated, they have missed a, 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 a clear-cut thing, and it can be voided. About based in, maybe based in themselves, like, Kamashman comes to teach me that whether it's done by the agent or it's done by the based in themselves, if it is uh, only up to, uh, uh, I'm sorry, it's, 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 it's going to be uh, voided because they did not give the, they did not wait the, uh, the required amount of time, even based in a required. All right. And we don't say over here what was done was done, right? It doesn't, we don't do that. It's voided. If we, no, the, the, actually, it helps the based in too, because if we say what was done was done, then they have to, then they have to pay out of pocket. Uh, when it says like this, Eisei Rashi Lameim, Ravashi asks Lameim the following question. It says as follows, Shuma Dayonim, assessment that was made by the judges, Shepich Sushtus, and they deviated by a six, either below market price, a Hosiru Shtus, or it was above market price, a six, right? Mechran, bottle, it implies the, the sale is no good. Alright? If it hit a six, that's the Cham Shidana. Implies though that if it's shavu b'shavu, it means if they got there was 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 within the market range, equal right. or even a, less, a little less than a six would be okay, right? Mechran kain. Now the chora, are we talking about over here where there was an, a, 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 uh, a was there made no. a announcement or not? The chora my lab delachas means even without an announcement, it's still good as long as they were in the a ballpark of what the market would. We don't say well if they would announce it would have got even more. We don't say that. It's just, it's not voided. How we know it's talking about where there was no announcement. So there was this, it's talking about where there was, well, maybe the opposite, maybe they're maybe talking about where there was an announcement made. What it says like this, it can't be talking about where there was an announcement made, because, let's take a look at the end of our Mishnah, this is really quoting our Mishnah. What it says at the end of our Mishnah, it says, the Chachamim agree that if whatever the numbers came out be where there's an announcement, even if it was a mistake of a hundred percent, that we don't void it because you, it was made, it was sold with a letter of inspection, it was sold with announcement. That implies the first half of the Mishnah where the Chachamim say that it is voided, right, if it's a six. He's talking about where there's no announcement. Only if it's a six is, that, is it voided. But less than a six would not be voided without an announcement. And you said no, anything without announcement is voided. You see, no. Without, our Mishnah seems to imply that even if, it, as long as you're within the ballpark, an announcement does not void the sale by basing. And you're right, that's the question. The second part of the Mishnah says clearly, it's talking about where there was an announcement, then you can make, a, it can go even up to a deviation of 100%. It implies, the first part is with no amount, so made. The county say, because it says in the second part of the Mishnah, if a letter of inspection was done, which means there was the 30-day announcement process went through. Even 100 was sold for 200, 200 sold for 100, it is a valid sale, so there, but Mahmoud, the first part of the mission is talking about where there was no oh, announcement. So, Elohim, it's Loach, because you're right, there's no announcement. But, below Kasha, it's not difficult, because there are scenarios where an announcement is not expected. It means, generally, if you can make an announcement, you didn't, it negates the sale. But there are cases where no announcement is needed. When is no announcement needed? We're going to give three scenarios. 
Kan Bidvarim Shemachrizin Aleim, Kan Bidvarim Shemachrizin Aleim, is that there are certain items, let's focus on the items, certain items we do not make announcements, and that's what the first part of the Mishnah is talking about. The, the, the ruling we said before, that if they didn't make an announcement, it voids the sale, those are those things we expect there to be an announcement. What if example? These are things that it's actually to the detriment of the seller to make the announcements, right? Of the so it hurt the seller or something. Like so it hurt hurt the yisomim avodim metalzim and insharos. If it was either slaves selling slaves, selling movable items, or selling IOUs, loan documents, why? Avodim time am I? Because like this, servants been working by somebody for a certain amount of years. They like it over there. If they get wind that they're about to be sold and not happy about it, what are they going to do? They've been working with somebody for 20 years, and, they're like, and now they and find out, they're, 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 they're putting them on the lock to sell them, and they don't know who they're getting bought by, they, they would take off. Right. So therefore, you don't want to make an announcement when you're selling slaves, right? That's what the first part of the mission is talking about. So it's not talking about that there's no need for announcement over there. That's why over there there was no announcement, all right? So the Avod and Shem Yishmu, maybe they'll hear, but Yibrichu, and they will run away. But Tautilim Nishtaros, because bottom line, if you wait 30 days and it's movable items and it's documents, you're putting it in the public eye, it might get stolen. So you're not helping the estate by making a sale of those things. So those cases, we just sell it without announcement. And that's where the rule is, according to Rachamim, was it a deviation of a six? Would it be a problem? That's not a problem. I didn't get the best market price. It's actually the best thing for the estate to sell it without announcing because it actually could harm them by announcing. Right. That's one. All right. Now, another way to answer this is not based on the item itself, but it's based on the circumstance of why we need to sell. We had this earlier in the Masechta. Is it a time which allows for announcing, or is it for a situation that does not allow for announcing? For taxes, you've got a king's head tax. If you don't pay the king's head tax, he's going to take your head. So in such a case, we can't say, let's wait 30 days to go ahead and announce. Or the Mazzoni, or they need food. They need food. They don't have what to eat. We're not waiting 30 days. The last one is a fura. There's a body that needs to be buried. So there's the first part of our Mishnah that says a sixth is the threshold. Yeah, there was no announcement because it's talking about scenarios where you could not make the announcement. Right? This last part of the Mishnah is talking about we should have made an announcement and you didn't. All right. So that's that one where an announcement could be made. But the first half of the Mishnah is talking about things that you don't make an announcement. So therefore, you sell these three, in these three scenarios without making an announcement. The third answer is not talking about the item, it's not talking about the situation, but it's talking about the locale. Now this is very interesting, it's actually Machlokas Rashi and the Meiri, but there are places that do not appreciate when based in on making announcements. Because they're basically saying, this, like, they're showing that a person really is hard up and you're squeezing the person. So therefore, they, any time an estate would be announced, they actually made a rule, we do not, we do, not do that in our locale. And anyone who buys under that circumstance, we're, not, we're actually going to give him a bad name and they would not do business with this fellow. So if you're living in a place where 
announcements are not made, obviously you cannot expect there to be an announcement. That's the first part of the mission. Talking about announcements could not be made because you're a locale where announcements were not made. One was talking about a place where the, the first part of the mission is where the, uh, the, the last part of the mission where there was an announcement. He's talking about in places where the announcements could be made. The first part of the mission is talking about we never wrote a letter of this of, of inspection in the city of Nardor. So they thought the reason for that is because they were so expert in, in assessment they didn't need it. Rav Nachman explained that's not the Pshad. It's that anybody who would purchase from such a sale he would get title that he's a person that consumes assets from, an, from, from a, a, a public, uh, public announcement which means get a bad reputation and no one would ever want to do business with him again. I'm Rabbi Shmuel. Rabbi Yudah said in the name of Shmuel. But Talmud she is so min shamino some mochnasam la'alta. If you have movable items of yisomim, you should sell them as soon as the father dies. Sell them right away and don't put them up for uh, public auction or whatever it is because it end, could end up getting stolen. So you want to get it sold right away. Those aren't items that you're going to put up for public auction. He says that you could take you take them to marketplaces. In the marketplace at the time, certain times of the year, there was, there was the yurid, there was a market, you get a better rate. So the mother wants to know, are they arguing? Once it's sold right away, one says, take it to market. The local league, they're not arguing. It depends how close is it to the market. Is it within the uh, proximity and time-wise? If it's happening right now, then of course take it to the market to get the best price. But if you're going to have to wait for it, then you sell it right away. Rav Kahana have a bedide yade shichrei the Rameshasha bar chilkai yasma. He had the beer that was entrusted to him that belonged to Rameshasha at the time when he was an orphan. Shahaya adriglo. He waited until the first yomtiv. He waited to sell it until the first yomtiv. I'm apogav denafel beitzita. Even though it started souring. So I saw Sarah, I want to sell it right away. He said, no, it's still better to wait the first yontif. Why? Because for, for beer, they would, people pay cash. They don't pay on credit. They pay cash. And even if it starts souring, it's a consumable item that they'll get right away. So it's in the best interest of the orphans for me to wait for the first resident, even if it starts souring, to wait for them to get, them the, to get cash in hand. Ravina of the other Tamra, the Achamra de Ravina Zuti Yasma. He had wine in, the ha- in his hands that would uh, belong to the, the, the small Ravina, different type of different Ravina, who was, a, who was an orphan. Barach, they happened to be his nephew. So, he owned his own barrel of wines. So, he was watching, he was entrusted for this, this orphan's barrel of wines and his own. So, his own barrels, he was schlepping, he's actually by ocean, he was taking a boat to Sikhra to get the best deal for his own wine. So Azakamei Dravashi came to Rashi and he says, can I take the barrels of the orphans, even though there's a risk involved taking across the ocean? So can I take those barrels with me to get a better price? He says, you can go and take them because they shouldn't be better than yours. If you only take that risk on your own, then obviously you feel it's secure enough so you can also take it for the orphans as well.